1: This is a Rogue Media Network podcast.
2: Caroline, you should tell them about the newest thing that Bloody Happy Hour is
3: doing. A Patreon. It's a Patreon. What is that? Um, that means you're basically like a VIP member and you get you get some perks. You maybe get like merch a little earlier. You get Or exclusive merch. Exclusive merch. You could get um First dibs on signing up for a live show. You get episodes with no commercials.
2: You get our video because our video is no longer available on YouTube. It is only on Patreon. And the most important to me is you get videos of our live shows, but also bonus episodes each month. But if you're on a Patreon, you're VIP, you're going to get more. Because I
3: always have a lot of details I want to go to. I can law explain. I might read a book.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This is also going to be the exclusive place that Dirty Chat is going to go to. In order to hear the full content, it's going to be Patreon. Where do they go again?
3: Patreon.com slash Bloody Happy Hour. Hey, y'all, this is April. And this is Caroline.
2: Thirsty Thursday edition. Full episode here, and we hope you're ready and excited. We have actually a quick episode for you, and I warned you on Tuesday that this was about abuse, mm. child abuse. Um, I will say it doesn't get too horrible. This is, if there is one... This is almost a comedic type episode. And you're like, how could that ever happen? You will see why. Ooh. Can I just say I found this on, you know, at night when you just can't sleep and you just happen to just be scrolling through TikTok. Oh, yeah. The things that come up. Yeah. And that's how I found this episode. Never heard this story. I never heard of it. So we're going to go to Detroit, Michigan. Okay. Yeah. Way far from Texas. Are mm-hmm. you proud?
3: Yeah, I am proud. <laughs> you're really changing it up. Detroit,
2: Michigan. But before we go to Detroit, can I tell you the story of Swipee picking up a homeless person slash panhandler? They're two different things. I can't. <laughs> Let's let the homeless people get let mad Let me just tell sweat. you
3: that Dirty Chat has picked up a homeless person before, <laughs> so this is not a good sign. <laughs> this is not a good sign.
2: <laughs> Sweepy <laughs> said he was at HEB getting gas, HEB in Belmeade, and one of the panhandler guys um, asked him for a ride. So, and it was just this little short Hispanic dude. And Swippy says, man, at first he was going to say no. Then he was like, what if this is Jesus? <laughs> oh, <laughs> what would Jesus no. do? Jesus may be posing as a homeless man, like in the Bible. And so he was like, I'll just have him sit in the passenger seat. And I'm way bigger than him. So, but sure. Uh, okay. And I was like. You could have at least took a picture of him and sent it to me and told me. I didn't find out till like, two days later. So, anyways, this guy's in, his, in this car, and he did a good job because we be, gave him a full interview. Yes. <laughs> he took the man to his house, so he's not homeless. He lives near Baylor campus, um, and the house wasn't horrible. Like, it was just a, you know, fine house. He was ready to go home beca- and pick up his girlfriend because – a lady just donated two nights at a local hotel for him because she thought he was homeless. So he was going to go pick up his girlfriend and have a rendezvous at this.
3: How's he going to pick up his girlfriend? Is Sweetie taking them too? No.
2: <laughs> no, I don't know if they have a car at the house. I don't know if they go Uber. I take the bus. So was know. he saying he, lives he was with his homeless? Girlfriend.
3: But he was, or he was saying he was a panhandler. panhandler. So he just
2: his job is to ask for money on the side of the road. Oh yeah, so he graduated from University High School. Oh my God, cricket just scared me. <laughs> graduated from University High School, and well, didn't graduate. He dropped out of school, got on drugs really bad, did some time, and when he got out of jail, he decided he's just going to panhandle. Guess how much money he makes in a day on Baylor near Baylor campus?
3: What? How much?
2: I mean, not in a day, in an hour. Four to $500 an hour on Baylor campus, especially during, like, prime time. So, like, football season or, like, move-in time or graduation time. Yes. He'll make about half that anywhere else. Like, so he was by H-E-B Belmead. He'll make about half that in an hour.
3: I don't believe him. He's lying. <laughs> he is, he'd be well, lying. He well,
2: like, he was like, you know, these Baylor kids, they have a lot of guilt, you know, because they're so well off. So they see somebody like me, homeless, and and really in your heart you're supposed to give. When you see somebody less than you, you're supposed to give. So you got to think this is a Christian campus. You're taught stuff like that. And the more you give, the more you receive. So he's taking advantage of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's. Let's go. He's a businessman. He's a <laughs> businessman. I was like, oh my goodness. He also said that he just got diagnosed with cancer, and he was just so proud of himself for not going back to drugs. Um, and you know, I guess he's just proud of himself for being a.
3: I think we panhandler. We should probably go just see live the life of a panhandler for a day.
2: He also
3: left his bag. and Do his you have stuff. to like rub dirt on your face? Like, what do you have? He to
2: didn't do even do? look. Dir- I mean, he looked. Sweaty and grungy because he'd been in the heat all day. But yeah. no, nobody assumes like there's panhandlers that they pull their truck up, like a nice Chevy truck right there where they're. Do they panhandling. Sit, does he,
3: did he sit there with a sign saying he's homeless? No. No. He no. just sat there and they just poured. Uh,
2: now, if you see the signs, it says need help or
3: out of a job or there's
2: nothing at all and people just give them money. Out of the grace of their heart. So obviously, you're the person who does not give money because you no. feel so shocked about it. No,
3: that. I stare straight ahead. I'm like, <laughs> mm, 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 oh, somebody's calling me. <laughs> there's a juggler
2: on the end of Highway 6 that, I mean, he juggles for like the whole time you're at the stoplight, and people give him money all the time because he's at least working for it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've never done anything. No. 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 So Mm-mm. there's
2: my homeless story. Wow. Or non homeless. There's my panhandling story. So, very smart, of sweet pea, don't you think?
3: Yeah, good job, sweet pea. Hey, good he job. Next to time, to you're going to get stabbed in the neck, but it's fine.
2: <laughs> okay, Detroit. You ready? Yep. All right. So, uh, we're going to talk about a guy named Charles Bothell, the fifth. Oh, you inspired no. me with your Roman numeral names. Oh. Not really, just happened to be. So I love it. We got another the
3: fifth. Another the fifth. This is already starting off with a red flag. Yeah, that was the red flag
2: last time. Okay, so um, in 2011, so pretty recent, the mother of Charles Bothell the fourth called up Daddy Charles the fifth, okay, and asked for help with their son. So their son is the fourth, right? Mm-hmm. They're not married anymore. They've been split up. Um, and Charlie, so Charlie number four, had been getting in trouble at school. His grades were shit. His behavior was shit. He was getting in trouble. And mom just had trouble keeping him on track. Mm-hmm. He's 12 years old at this time. So she thought he needs a man. He needs a father in his life. And so they agreed to let Charles... Sorry, I said all that backwards. The fifth is going to be the youngest one, right? So Charlie the fifth is going to now go live with his daddy, Charlie the fourth. Okay. Okay. So Charlie number five is a little boy. So he's living now, living with his dad and his stepmom, Monique. And he has two half siblings. One is age four and one is 10 months old. Okay. Okay. Um, we're in Michigan and he's still going to continue to go visit his mom on weekends, just like a normal separation, marriage custody type thing is. So Charles number four. So daddy Charles decides he's going to be drill sergeant dad to teach some lessons and Charlie number five
3: mm-hmm.
2: and that he needs some respect and he needs some discipline. So he's going to be drill sergeant so. He decides to homeschool him. Oh. Red flag. He puts him on a strict diet, makes him work out. Um, But little Charlie doesn't like this because he hasn't had. This is like a whole lot so soon. Mm -hmm. Right? Like you've probably had flexibility with mom. Now you have a very strict diet and you have a very um, strenuous workout plan as a 12-year-old. So he decides to run away. Oh. Um but he's only gone 3 hours and the police find him and they bring him back. And now Charlie is even more trouble and he's not allowed to sleep on a bed anymore. He has to sleep on the couch in the living room next to the master family room because our master bedroom so that they can hear him if he tries to leave. Okay. 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 So um and now he has to get up and work out at 5 a.m. And his life is even more restrictive than it was before. So dad's getting more discipline, which, okay, you get in trouble, you get a restriction or punishment or whatever. So, but on June 14th, 2014, according to stepmom Monique, 12 year old Charles went to work out at their. Their gym. There's like a. They're in a condo, so mm-hmm. to work out like at their little gym there, and goes to the bathroom, but he does not return. Oh no!
3: Did he go down the toilet? <laughs> Where did he do? <laughs> what did he do? Climb up the roof?
2: She calls his dad and tells him that he's missing again. Oh, no. maybe he ran Charlie. away. So dad calls the police and reports him missing again. Missing. So they come in, they immediately question, of course, dad and stepmom, and the police search. They do extensive interviews with all the parents. They search the house, or the, uh, they live in a condo. Um, they search like the parks around the area, like the basketball courts. But they were first not too alarmed because he ran away before.
3: Yeah.
2: And They get permission to search the house, the condo where Charlie lives. They search the whole house. They start down in the basement. They're calling for him. Charlie, this is Detroit police. Come out. You're safe. They're identifying themselves. Nobody says anything. Like Charles does not come out. Um, They search in his room and they find a pair of dirty clothes with a little bit of blood on the clothes and now a word from our sponsors all right if you love smoothies or if you love your protein in the morning you need to get you a blend jets and you can do that if go into blendjet.com if you enter the code bhh 12 you get a discount and let me tell you these things are portable they are easy to use they can fit in your cup holder you can have it at home or you can have it in your office like i do right this morning i had my blueberry banana one mm, was with it? some chia seed
3: wasn't chunky or anything
2: it was very smooth when I have it in my shaker, it is a little chunky. So this is a great alternative. I love it. Um, it is battery-powered, so all you have to do is plug it in every two weeks, and the battery never runs down.
3: Oh, my gosh. I love battery-powered things.
2: Go to BlendJet's and order you a Blinjet and get a
0: discount. Thanks, April, for sharing. Did you know you could be putting oil and chemicals in your coffee? I love coffee creamer, but I don't think I've ever turned the bottle around to actually see what's inside. When I did, I found out many of my favorite creamers contain ingredients I would never intentionally add to my coffee cup, like canola oil, dipotassium phosphate, ew, and artificial flavors. Laird Superfood all started when big wave surfer Laird Hamilton needed morning fuel that could allow him to spend the entire day chasing the ultimate wave. He couldn't find anything in the market that met his ingredient standards, so made himself the ultimate plant-based creamer. Laird Superfood started and launched its first product, Original Superfood Creamer, in 2015. Laird Superfoods contain no artificial flavors, colors, or additives, and no sugars from highly refined corn syrup. All Laird products are sustainably sourced and thoroughly tested to ensure that you're incorporating the cleanest, finest fuel, to your routine. All Laird products are also made of all-natural whole food ingredients, and they are crafted from the highest quality all-natural real food ingredients. Are you ready to feel more energized, focused, and supported? Go to LairdSuperfood.com and add nourishing plant-based foods to fuel you from sunrise to sunset. Use our promo code BOO at checkout to save 15% off your purchase today.
2: But not like alarming blood, like this blood could be explained away. But now that we got a missing kid and bloody clothes, the they're a little bit more alarmed, the police mm-hmm. are. Okay? Do you know this story? I don't know. Is this the Nancy <laughs> Grace one? <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Okay, this is great. Um. So dad agrees. So now they're kind of wanting to talk to stepmom and dad a little bit more and they asked for a polygraph test stepmom Monique is like hell no dad is at first saying hell no because now they're kind of um accusational against the parents they're questioning questions that he feels like is accusing him of doing something wrong so he denies the polygraph from the Detroit police, but the FBI come in and they decide that they're going to give the polygraph test. Mm-hmm. So he agrees to do it with the FBI. But the test is inconclusive.
3: Doesn't matter course. anyway. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, and stepmom never does the polygraph. Now, they're also searching text messages between the dad and the stepmom and daddy charles was complaining about how there's no hope for charlie number five and that he just needs to be gone and that he does not have what it takes to become a doctor or lawyer or engineer that they just need to be done with him and send him off to a military boarding school immediately Mm. immediately immediately so days and days go by 11 days actually 11 and little charlie number 5 still does not show up so the dad has been publicly pleading for his son's safe return he's on the news and um, police have still found nothing and Nancy Grace gets a hold of this, okay? And yes. she con- does what Nancy does, and she just, contacts She him. just,
3: yeah, questioning him. She's just asking him about the case. He's telling her about the case. Yeah,
2: and so uh, all the time he has parents on, or she has parents on, and whose kids are missing, and she likes to talk to the parents. She likes to get an insight of the parent and the family and the kids. So... Nancy we, Grace is on and let's And we
3: will have to post this cuz you have to see yes. the facial expression.
2: So, I'll we'll put it on Patreon and then I'll
3: put it in the It's kind of surprising but <laughs> diarrhea is actually a form of constipation. <laughs> what? Here, is right?
4: This. You've probably seen this guy. Out to
2: Okay. So I'll put it on Patreon and in the episode notes for the episode. But you guys have to watch this. Listen and imagine. And the
4: father of the missing 12-year-old boy, Charlie. Uh, with me is his father, Charlie Bothell. Charlie, we're getting reports that your son has been found in your basement. Sir? Mr. Bothel, are you? Are what? you? Yeah, we are getting reports that your son has been found alive in your basement. What? Yes, that's what. If, if you could hand me that wire very quickly. Yeah, we're getting that right now, from from. Yeah, how how could your son be alive in your basement? Uh, uh, uh,
1: I have n- I have no idea I, I, I,
4: I, oh. now this is just a report that we are hearing out of Detroit that we're trying to confirm um, oh God, everybody please. in New York please get on it uh, let me know when we get Charlie Langton from WWJ uh, sir did you check your basement <laughs>
1: I checked my basement, the FBI checked my basement, the Detroit police checked my basement, my wife checked my basement. Um, I've been down
4: there several times. We've all been checking. How Okay, I, this, this is what we, what we are hearing, that uh, the missing 12-year-old boy has been found alive and well in his father's oh, yeah. basement. Now, this is what I, I don't understand why you guys would have reported he's missing. And all our viewers have been on the lookout for him.
1: We've been we've been on the lookout for him. We searched that entire house repeatedly. The FBI searched. Detroit police searched. We've all searched. God, they brought dogs. Everything. Everybody is searched. What? Okay, my
4: son. Have you checked your cell phone?
1: Um, My cell phone is dead. Um, I'm and I actually getting down here. I left it in the car charging because it, 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 had, it, had, it, um, it had died on me. Okay. Oh
4: and you're oh. telling us that you searched your basement and your wife searched your basement.
1: I searched my basement. My wife searched my basement. The FBI searched my basement. The Detroit police searched my basement. Um, we've all searched my basement multiple times. Uh, I mean, we, yes. They had the dogs search the, we we've all searched the basement. The dog searched my basement. Oh God.
4: Okay, well you know what? I'm gonna give you a chance to call home and see what you can find out. Charlie Langton, WWJ News. Uh, Charlie, we're getting reports tonight that the boy has been found alive in Daddy's basement.
1: <laughs> yeah, Nancy, we just we're just getting word right now and we've just basically confirmed that yeah, the boy has been found alive in the father's basement and we're just getting reports <laughs> right now that that is true uh it, like literally it, it just break moment, it broke moments ago now why, his the body, and why the know about that his phone was in last car days. Uh, what if the child was afraid, if there was any other collusion amongst anyone, what the child ate, all of those are questions that we are trying to get reports on right now. We understand that uh, we're sending news crews right now to the scene. Uh, We're also understanding that the police chief is going to make yet another announcement that should be coming up a little bit later on, but yes, the boy has been found alive in his father's basement.
3: Now, a word from our sponsors. I'm your puzzle pal, and I'm going to tell you about my latest obsession, Wongo Puzzles. These things are the real deal, folks. They're high quality, handcrafted, and perfect for anyone who loves a good challenge, but doesn't want to dedicate their entire kitchen table to puzzles for a week. Trust me, I've been there. (laughs) I might still be there. But... I got one of these actually for Christmas. I loved it. I did it, and I was so proud of myself. And they have all these cool designs, and you need to go to wongopuzzles.com and use our discount, BHH. You get 10% off. And I really want to know if you'll order one of these puzzles, How? what you think about it, because it's so fun, and I need to order, like, five.
2: Cure Hydration. If you are obsessed with your hydration, like I am, this may be something good for you. This is something that is so easy. Forget about the Gatorade. That just dehydrates you even more. And if you don't like the taste of coconut water, try Cure Hydration. You can go to my offer link. It is zen, Z-E-N, a i slash bhh20. This is vegan. It's no added sugars. It's just a little packet you could put in your water. Or if you're really smart during happy hour, you could put it into your Tito's. It is just as effective as an IV drip, and it's if you do not like the taste of water, it's not as boring as water, not as sugary as the sports drink, and if you're an athlete, it'll give you the best performance, or if you just get brain frog or headaches because you do not stay hydrated. Brain frog. Brain fog. Oh. <laughs> I get the brain solution frog. is... Cure hydration. So go to that link, enter the code. You can go to my offer link. It is zen, Z-E-N dot A-I slash B-H-H-20. Cure hydration. Thoughts, please. (laughs) Thoughts. So you got to see the video. You guys, y'all have to watch the video because... Words without body language doesn't tell you the <laughs> whole picture. So, Caroline, was that a genuine reaction? No. 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 Okay. <laughs> uh, 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 he was uh, holding his chest.
3: Uh, uh, he was speechless. Uh, in the basement. How was he found at the basement? We all searched the basement. How was he found? The dogs searched the basement. The dogs. Okay. Um... What could have happened? <sighs> Obviously
2: this broke and media was everywhere. So he left Nancy Grace and down in the parking lot they were there. They were near his house. And so they let him they let the police people, I mean the and the news people interview him on the street. It looks like he is near his neighborhood now. Um so I'm yeah. only gonna play a little bit. Do I need to pay for something to not have these? What is it? YouTube? Yeah. Oh.
1: Charlie, let me ask you. Matt, did you know that he was in the basement? Found? Man, no, I didn't know that he was in the basement. I searched. My wife searched. We've had dozens of police officers, FBI agents here, dogs. We've all been searching for my son. You know, so any intimation that I knew that he was in there somehow is absurd. Literally, I couldn't find him. You know, if the FBI couldn't find him and the Detroit police couldn't find him, well, for anybody to intimate, they did finally. Yeah, they've been living in my house for the last 10, 11 days. Have they've you been looked in here. Your basement? We looked in my basement. I looked in my basement. They looked. They went down there with search dogs. My wife looked. When, was the, last time you looked? when was the last time you looked for your son down there? The last time I looked for my son down there was um, a few days ago before the FBI did, before she they came with the dogs. Sense. No, I've been in the basement, but um has he ever I mean, hidden, he been, he ever hidden in, the in the basement before? Has he ever hidden down there before? No, he hasn't.
0: We heard that your ex-wife may have been hiding him down there from you in
1: That's him. that's 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 absurd. And my <laughs> ex-wife did not um take off. The FBI or the task force was here executing a search warrant. They forced my wife to leave. I was here, you guys were here, they stated we could not be in the house while the search was being executed that was a decision of law enforcement not the decision of my wife
0: how he surprised ever, are you that he was found in the basement
1: i'm 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 shocked because i looked like i said the detroit police look the fbi look repeatedly they've been through here they've been in my house until 3 in the morning on occasions and all night when 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 that lieutenant kept me and my family at the police station from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. the Detroit police and the task force were here all night executing search warrants so to say that um you know for anybody to imply that I somehow knew that my son was in the basement it's absurd and it's wrong i love my son i'm glad that he's home and he's going to have the great future that he deserves to have Well, no one
3: He seems so angry (laughs) for him just found his son. I think you might need to go give him a hug or something. I mean,
2: he actually, at the end of this, he is defending himself, defending himself, and then it hits him, and he busts out in tears, and he hugs the cameraman. He, like, cries on the cameraman's shoulders. So I'll post this video, too, so you can watch. The whole video is, like, nine minutes. But if you watch all of it, he kind of says all that over and over, but then he gets emotional, and he hugs the cameraman like and has tears and he's just like I'm so happy my son is home <laughs> so <laughs> i know i know this this one here it's just i never heard of it so when they when he was on the Nancy Grace show police search his place again after they heard accusations from neighbors that there could have been some abuse at home
3: mm.
2: and mistreatment from the the difference between how they treat Charlie and then the other two little kids. So they search the basement again. They call out his name, identifying themselves as the police, but they notice there's a barricade that wasn't there before so like there's this new pile of like dresser and like boxes and stuff that wasn't there when they searched it the two or three times before Mm -hmm. so a cop just randomly decides let's just move this barricade out of the way and behind that barricade is a door and in that door it takes you to like this little closet the closet has a bunch of junk in there But behind some other shit in this closet is Charlie hiding. So he didn't, he was in there all the times. He didn't say, help me. He didn't cry out. And even when he knew the police were close and in there, he was still hiding from them. So that came out too. And they, so then they grabbed him and they said, you're safe. And they're going to take him to the hospital. And the first thing that Charlie asks is, will my dad be there? And when the police told him no, he says, good. Ooh. So, you know, the world starts going crazy, mm-hmm. right? Um, at the hospital and then afterwards, Charlie starts talking because at the hospital, they notice he has scars on him he has bruising. Um, and then there's the questions like, who's bringing him food? Because when they find him in this closet, there's Gatorade bottles, there's protein shakes. Um, and so somebody had been bringing him something. Yeah. So who was bringing him food? Why did he not cry the first three times the cops were there? Who gave him these bruises? Did he run away and hide there, or did somebody put him there? Um, Because he had run away before. So did he run away, um, or did one of his parents put him there? So these are all the questions that the police want to ask him. So Charlie's talking. Okay.
3: What would you think the story is? Um, That they told that they put him in there and told him to be quiet, shut up, and gave him food. So. But I don't know why the dogs would smell
2: him. I don't know either. Yeah. So when he came to live with his dad, uh, he was in public school for only one month. And then his dad decided to homeschool him. He was punished when he was quizzed and he did not know the answers. And he was made to stay indoors all the time. He had no friends. He had no socialization. There was a local park. He was not allowed to go to the park. He was not allowed to play basketball. How does a little kid, black kid, not be allowed to go play basketball?
3: <laughs> like, What's the point of all of this? It-
2: so d- dad talks in one of his interview talks about his cousin goes, went to a military school, and when he got all that discipline, when he came back, he was a successful lawyer now. So was oh, his dad
3: thinking? So let's put him in the closet and he'll be a successful <laughs> lawyer? It is, It's. there's no
2: logic. Um, he was only allowed to go outside if he was with his stepmom, Monique. And that was only if she was going to the grocery store, and she allowed him to go to the grocery store with them. So the neighbors were seeing, we know there's another kid in there because we've seen him a couple times. Yeah. But he's not allowed to come outside and play. But these other little kids are. Okay. Now, the first time he ran away, he told they asked him where these scars are from, and he said that he was beat with a PVC f- pipe the first time he came home. So he ran away, they brought him home, they beat him with a PVC pipe and made him switch sides when one side got bruised up. So mm-hmm. they would make him lie on his stomach, they beat him on the back, and then when that got too bad, he'd have to lie on his side So then they beat him on his side. And they did all four sides of his body and his head. And they had scarring to back that up.
3: Oh, my gosh.
2: His stepmother co-signed on all this punishment. And she was just as mean and strict as the dad. She wouldn't, like, beat him with a PVC pipe, but she would hit him. They asked about this workout routine because he kept saying – If I would get beat if I didn't complete my workouts. If I didn't eat what I was supposed to eat, I would get beat. So he got up every morning. They woke him up every morning at 5 a.m., and he had to drink a protein shake. And his workouts would last up to four hours sometimes. He was mandatory. Every workout had to do 100 push-ups, 200 sit-ups, 100 jumping jacks, and then a bunch of weighted exercises And he had to do 25-pound dumbbells, and he's a 12-year-old kid. So, of course, he was tired, and it took him a long time to finish it, or he couldn't finish. So if he didn't finish, then he would get beat. He also had to do 5,000 revolutions on an elliptical machine, but I never did the elliptical, so I don't even know what that means. Is that like a 5K? I
3: have no idea. (laughs) I thought you were going to say he had to read the Bible or some of the revolutions. (laughs) Resolution. What, what is Revolution. happening with why are they making him so
2: fit? Um uh, it's military camp. Okay. And neither one of them were fit. <laughs> oh no. So stepmom would they would always uh, threaten to send him to military school. They
3: probably wanted to
2: Utah go at this
3: point. oh hell.
2: <laughs> or Haiti. Like, why are those the only two options?
3: (laughs) These people.
2: Oh. And stepmom Monique would threaten to kill him and said that she would get away with it because nobody would ever know since he was homeschooled and had no friends that nobody would ever report him missing. I know. Monique, you're a bitch. So on June 14th, so they were like, well, what happened on June 14th? How did you end up in this basement? Well, on June 14th, he did not complete his workout, so Monique, stepmom Monique, punished him. He was taken to the basement of their condo building. So he kept implying, Char- Daddy Charles kept saying, my basement, my basement, but this basement was actually not attached to their apartment at all. You had to go, it's like a shared space in a building, oh. in a condo building. So you'd have to go down this long hallway, search this hallway, And um, every, it's like a, more like a storage closet, but it's Michigan. So it's down in the basement because all the snow, they would go down there and store stuff down there in Michigan. So um, this was, anybody could have had access to this basement, right? So they, the news kind of made it seem like it was like in their actual house, but it was attached, I guess, to their building that they lived in. Um, she told when she put him in the basement she told him that he better not come out no matter what no matter what he heard or she would kill him so that's why he didn't come out and he said that he knew when they were gone and that's when he would sneak upstairs and get Gatorade and protein shakes oh Yes. So she never once She put him in there. She never came back and checked on him. She didn't. Sh- nobody brought him food. He got his own. And he was still so scared that he would be in trouble. He s- uh, still only got the food they allowed him to get. Like if I was sneaking food, I'm going to sneak the stuff y'all eat that you yeah. don't allow me to yeah. eat, right? He was still getting the protein shakes in the Gatorade because he was still so fearful oh that gosh. he was going to get in trouble. Um, and there was a bathroom across from where he was. And so he would use that bathroom. He was never locked in. So there was a padlock. But the padlock was never locked. It was just barricaded. And so when he got out, he would have to move the stuff. So I don't know. It's just a weird, 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 weird story. Nobody checked on him for 11 days. So my question is now, he said his stepmama put him in. He had no idea if his dad knew for sure, but he assumed that dad knew because they both were very mean and punished him the way that they did, yeah. and they, all, they always did it as a team. So he had no reason to believe that his dad didn't know. Do you think the dad knew? Yes. Do you think he knew from the beginning? Yes. Why? Why report him missing immediately then? I guess was my only question that came up.
3: Oh, I asked Janie. She got a gun. The Janie, Rudy's mom. <laughs> asked, maybe they co- colluded. I don't know. I have no idea. To get attention? To get money? I don't know. Because it is true. Like, he
2: didn't have a school, so teachers weren't going to say. Charlie didn't come back to school. He didn't have friends in the neighborhood. The His mom may eventually miss him, but weeks could go by, you know, because she he didn't go see her every weekend. I thought maybe this was stepmom's idea and dad really thought he was missing or ran away again, so he called. But I think he eventually found out and it was, like, too late to – like, they probably was going to have a plan to have him found, but the police found him before that they could put that plan into action. So now he looks
3: even worse. Yeah, I just I- – I don't know. That's the only,
2: I don't know. I have no idea. You guys tell us. So is it the dad? Did they both know? Or is this just the work of an evil stepmother? Um, Or a lot of people think that Charlie actually did run away because he didn't um, finish his workout and that he wanted to run away to get away from his parents. So that he ran
3: away, but then he came back and just went into the basement? that
2: he just ran to hide in the basement (gasps) and snuck up and got food whenever. And that's why he was hiding from the police. And that's why, like, he wasn't malnourished. That's why there wasn't poop in the room because he had access. He could leave anytime he wanted to go across the hall to the bathroom. Oh, so you think he was just
3: hiding from everybody?
2: Yes. Well, that was another scenario that was going around why oh I don't know now I don't
3: know <laughs>
2: <laughs> so Charles and Monique were obviously arrested for child abuse and torture and the other kids were moved were removed from their home it came out that Monique was already on probation she had a gun charge and they both pled not guilty to the charges mm-hmm. so there was a hearing April of 2015 Charlie, number five, so little Charlie, testified and told the jury and everybody everything that I'd already told you. But he said that it got so bad that he had contemplated suicide. He just wanted to go home to his mother. But he believed that if he told his mom or anybody else that they would not believe him and that nothing would change, that's why he wanted to die. Which that is common of children of abuse because... They become hopeless and powerless Mm -hmm. that there's they don't think there's any point of reporting it. June was the trial um, and they ended up dropping the torture charge. So they were just going to go to trial for abuse. Now, the defense claimed that Charlie, little Charlie, wanted to work out because he thought he was overweight and that he had already ran away before and that he was acting out and chose to run away because he wanted to be with his mom and that basically Charlie was a broken boy. So Charlie was making all this up is what the defense was claiming. Okay. And that these parents who tried to give him discipline should not be punished because this is just a little badass kid. Okay.
3: (laughs) What the heck? happening.
2: But Charles, Daddy Charles actually um, confessed to beating him with a PVC pipe and you know a bunch of the other stuff. So stepmom made a guilty plea and she pled guilty to a misdemeanor charge which this was she was able to get her kids back and her record would be cleared after six months. So she did all this in six months she got her kids back and in six months No abuse on her record at all. Charles ended up pleading guilty after and then would only get 18 months probation, but he had to sign over his rights to Charlie number five. He had to go to anger management and he was never allowed to see Charlie number five again. Oh my gosh, nobody did jail time.
3: Good for them.
2: (laughs) Wow, Charlie. Did get to go live with his mom like he wanted. Okay. Um, so this all ended in like twenty fifteen and it was all over, and then it got really, really quiet. But Charlie number four, Daddy Charles, filed a lawsuit, a defamation of character against, against Nancy Grace. Grace. Yes. Nancy because Nancy called him a garden variety sadist. And because of what happened on Auntie Grace and how she talked bad about him, that his business shut down. I don't know what business he had. He lost his job as a registered nurse, and he is now living with family members because he's basically indigent because he can't
3: find a job. Maybe he should start panhandling. Panhandling? Or, or he should write workout plans.
2: There you go. Yeah. <laughs> be a trainer yeah, speak camp gladiator trainer and yeah. teach 5 a.m boot camp go
3: ahead i hear they need some <laughs> <laughs> so um
2: that lawsuit never went anywhere it was just what a shock nancy can
3: say what she wants mm-hmm. don't mess with nancy don't mess with my nancy
2: Oh, my goodness. So I literally still don't know what happened. Like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know if the little boy ran away. I do know that he is like 21 or 22 now, and he's got him a cute little girlfriend. Cause I had to find him on, on social media. He's got a cute little girlfriend. and Is he
3: super in shape? That's really all I want to know.
2: Um, He didn't
3: look out of shape.
2: But he didn't look out of shape back then. No. He works at Amazon. I think he like literally just graduated from Oh, he's real high cute. School. Yeah. So hopefully little Charlie is living his best life. And hopefully he did get a little bit of discipline after this. I don't I don't know. I don't, so y'all you guys tell me what you think. Is it all stepmama? Is it daddy and stepmama? Or did little Charlie run away to get back home with his mom? Run away and hide. Well, You're an FBI. What do you think? I, I never can say I don't know, but I literally don't know. I know. You never can. I just think that as a parent, my reaction would have been totally different had my son been missing and somebody told me on live news. Like, you wouldn't have been able to complete the interview. No.
3: You get up and go. Like, go, where's my kid? Like, yes. where's my kid? Let me go get him. Get up. Like he, you could tell he was. It just, somebody. it just did not seem.
2: Yeah, which maybe a mama's reaction would have been different. I don't know, but there were. I didn't even see any tears. No, so no. there was no shock. Besides the fact that it's Nash on air, and now everybody knows your kid was in your basement. I can't. And your wife put him there. It's so bad. Anyways, there's
3: a oh. sad
2: story wrapped up in a little bit of craziness
3: just for you guys. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I had I had randomly come across that one a while back, and I, I wanted to, yeah, I'm glad you did it, because it was, like, wild.
2: I know. I just really wanted them to see that video, so you guys go find the video. It's crazy. Um, but this is, I'm just warming you up for my next case. It is going to be a lot worse, so... Ooh. I got to give you one more child abuse. Okay. All right. That is it. Love it. Love it. Perfect. Oh, okay. Send this episode to a couple people and subscribe if you have not already and go on and give us a review on Apple or what's the thing? Start a chat on Spotify or rate us on Spotify um, and send us an email of some of your favorite cases because sometimes we just can't get inspired. Sometimes we just can't. Is there anything else, Caroline? That's it. All right, don't forget to stay aware,
3: stay alive, and always be DTF. Bye. Bye bye.
1: Everybody has a story worth telling. I'm Corey Duncan. On Best Story Ever, I take guests that you know through their most unique and captivating stories. The best part I hear the story for the first time when you do. Everyone has a story. What's yours? Find best story ever on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you listen to podcasts.
3: Hola, yo soy Jackie y yo soy Jessica
2: y esto esto es Zona del del crimen. Crimen.
3: Marcas donde hablaremos sobre casos de crímenes reales
2: y eventos impactantes que han quedado marcados a través del tiempo. Recuerden que nos pueden seguir en Facebook, Instagram o donde escuches tus podcasts favoritos.
3: Hey, I'm Blair and I'm Brittany and we're the hosts of By, By the, the, the Cover, cover Podcast. <laughs> We cover everything from mysteries, thrillers, romance, chiclet, and even some smut. Don't forget the smut. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're so excited to get this thing going and share this with you guys. We've been talking about this for months and it's finally, finally happening. Yes. Special shout out to Rogue Media for helping us with this. For sure. For sure. (laughs) You can find us on Instagram at bythecover underscore podcast. You can also find us on Facebook and TikTok, so don't forget to give us a follow on those too also. And we are so excited to dive into some of our favorite books and share those with you. We can't wait. Hope you love it. Hi, and welcome to Bustles and Bangers with your hostess, Rachel and Christopher.
1: I love it when you say my name.
3: And you didn't say hi.
1: I didn't. You, you just kept going. I'm going to introduce the book. I'm <laughs> it's, not reading it it's, because I don't like reading.
3: Girls like cowboy butts, you know, and those jeans don't hide anything.
4: Mm.
3: Find us on Instagram at bustles and bangers or on roguemedianetwork.com.